0: What's up, everybody? Long time no see. Um, In this episode, I think it's episode 7 we're up to, um, I chat with my good friend Burke, who I've known since elementary school. We go way back. Um, And we chat about lots of business and philosophy, political philosophy stuff, some at the end, as well as um, Alexander Hamilton, automation, all sorts of different stuff. So, hope you enjoy it. Good.
1: Uh, so, are you recording right now?
0: Yeah, we're recording. Oh, dude. good lord! Here on the spot. <laughs> Why do you do this? All these to me? cars are gonna be exciting to listen to. I,
1: I hope you enjoy this, whoever listens to this, because this is um, this is gonna be interesting.
0: It's going to be normal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel
1: like it's normal at all. Like
0: Whatever. Pretend like it doesn't exist. I mean, I can pretend. Speak pre- to your good friend, I pretend, Kevin.
1: I can pretend. Can anybody else pretend? I can pretend. Hmm, okay. <laughs> so, uh...
0: Wait, I have to figure out what I'm going to get, though. <laughs> Why are we recording? It's part of the process. Oh, I see.
1: Well, then... I suppose...
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: I, I guess.
0: Who's Larry?
1: Larry's breakfast. It's probably the owner.
0: Maybe. But then again, I didn't realize it was so ritzy. It kind of is. Yeah. How are you
2: guys today? Doing all
0: right. Good. I'm Emily. I'm taking care of you.
2: Perfect. You guys want something to drink besides water?
0: I think I'm gonna be good with just water. I have a question for you. What is a cortado? Good.
2: Oh, Cortadito? So it's a...
0: Is that how you say it? Yeah. Cortadito? Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: It's more like... It's Cuban it's Interesting.
0: Cuban
2: so it's espresso with like steamed milk. You Have
0: know? you had it?
2: I've had it in like Miami. Is
0: it where good? Where it's like...
2: Yeah. Well, like the ones down there, they are like put a bunch of sugar in it. Right. But these ones, these aren't that sweet, I don't believe. they don't They don't make them sweet here, but they're just like... They're really small. They're like okay. an espresso shot.
0: Um, I'll try it. Yeah. Do you know what you're gonna order? Do you? Yeah.
1: Okay. Go ahead.
0: And I'm also gonna do Larry's breakfast with scrambled eggs. And uh, I think I'll just do bacon. Breakfast with scrambled eggs and bacon. for me. Okay. I
1: will do the classic eggs Benedict, and can I also do a cup of clam chowder? Weird combo, but I want to food. try the I want to try the clam chowder. I just realized it's Friday.
2: Yeah. Is that relevant?
1: <laughs> because I think it's only a Friday thing. All yeah,
2: oh. <laughs> oh, so, right. Do you want anything to drink?
1: Uh, just the water is good for me right now. Thank you.
2: Thank
0: you. I like this chair a lot. Feel so. I was gonna powerful. say you're the
1: only one who's got a cool skinny chair. I gotta. Oh, you don't. I gotta. I gotta just like oh, move my chair. No, we can I, switch it out. No, we're not switching it up. I hate being that person at any
0: given restaurant. you sure about this? I did that last night.
1: Are you sure about this? Oh,
0: yeah. Um, Wow. That's fine.
1: Seems like a horrid idea.
0: (laughs) Okay. So what is your... Are you still going to be bartending now that...
1: For the the time being,
0: yeah. Yeah? Have you met the new owners?
1: Yeah, I was actually speaking with them a lot last night, too, but um, he had come in once before they had bought the place um, or at least while they were in the process Um, and we chatted about it and I made him a few cocktails and was trying to impress him in hopes of keeping Keeping the liquor license, not necessarily keeping the job, keeping the liquor license so What do you mean? Well, So every, like especially in the state of Idaho we have limited numbers of liquor licenses. Really? So like they cost a buttload of money, so like,
0: he might consider to like just get rid of it and. Not well, serve. so currently
1: he hasn't even bought one, and oh. and I, when I talked to him yesterday, it was a money thing. It is, yeah. it is because it is expensive, and like, because on the on the actual thing, the thing that is displayed for the cops when they ever have to come in and make sure like you have the right to do that, um, it only says like eight hundred dollars, but it's it's it's, more than that. it's like hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands like at least over a hundred thousand i think what yeah no way like straight up to get a license yeah my dad like we almost lost we almost lost a piece of paper one time or like the person who was supposed to put it in the new frame like put it in wrong so it wasn't on display and my dad was having a freak out like do you know how much money i spent on that like find it it thankfully, it was in the frame. It was just at the very back behind all the old ones okay, and just needed to be put, it put in wrong. They put it in wrong. It's backwards. like, come on, people. That's funny.
0: Oh, man. Make you sweat.
1: Just a little oh, bit. I was the manager Dang. at the time, so it was my responsibility.
0: Oh, no. So is your, how often is your dad in uh, North Dakota again?
1: Pretty much the whole month except for like one week. Some months. And that's every month. Yeah. No. And um, it, it can change month to month if he comes back more than one week, but most of the time it's just
0: that. Dude, like hang out with him much when he's here?
1: I hardly get to see him. Like, I'm hoping I get to see him either tonight or tomorrow night. Oh, he's going to be back. Because I think he's leaving on Sunday. He was back in town to, like, facilitate this last little bit, but it's done
0: now. Dang. How much, do you know how much they sold it for? No,
1: I'm not, and I'm probably not, even if I did know, I'm probably
0: not able to speak about it, but I'm in, yeah, I'm curious, like, what the new owners are, like, planning. We'll see. So that's a big, I imagine it's pretty expensive. I mean, I have the
1: next three days off, so we'll see what kind of havoc is Athens. wrought by yeah. the time are I... Are they
0: closed? No, is no, no, went? like,
1: it's still open. Okay, like, they're, they have a schedule, like, it. it's almost seamless. Like, immediately, today is the same as if as it was yesterday.
0: That's good. So did your dad just stop making the profits, like as of like
1: basically as last, last night, night? I would assume, because uh, I mean, my mom asked me to go give um, give her my manager credit card, so I'm assuming that as of last night, once that bank deposits in, that bank account is now transferred over to Brian, yeah, essentially. Or they'll close it and open a new one. Exactly. Or something, yeah. Yeah. One of the two things will happen. Dang.
0: It's kind of cool, though. It's exciting for your parents to be like... Oh, absolutely. Kind of rid of it, I guess.
1: Rid of it, and then they only have one other restaurant, which I mean, that one kind of runs itself, so they aren't as involved anyway.
0: That's cool. Like, they must make pretty good money from that.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I would say <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> and they, like, how many hours a week would you say they spend on AJ's?
1: They personally? Yeah. Zero. Cool.
0: So zero, going there, but like, are they like doing paperwork or something like throughout the week ever? Or?
1: Not, not really. Dang. Like, it, at most the my mother still makes the schedule for AJ's. Okay. She was making it for both Copper and AJ's, and it's it's no longer the case. Dang. So. That's awesome. Wow, that's
0: not exactly running.
1: Which is great because you know, it's a pain. It's really a pain. (laughs) You get that many employees all working for a small business owner and it's just like, every single one of them wants every single day off. Yeah. It's
0: it's not fun. That seems like it could be stressful for sure.
1: It really is.
0: That's the thing that scares me about trying to be a landlord. Because that seems cool to me. Because like,
1: so is that what you want to do? Do you want to be a re- landlord or do you want to just
0: sell houses? Long term, I like to be invested so that I become okay. a landlord. But it does seem like you got to get the right people in. You there. really Otherwise, do. Otherwise, you're going to be because really I mean, my dad was also yourself. a
1: landlord for a time. Oh, really? Yeah, because he also owned a laundromat out
0: in Mountain Home okay. and that had apartments above it. Oh, I did not know. I knew they had a laundromat.
1: And then also there, the, there was another... There and then there was another restaurant building that I also believe had apartments above it, too. Really? And no, like, it was bad.
0: Why was it so bad?
1: Just because if you don't get the right kind of person, there was... There was one of the tenants that stopped paying and... Essentially, like, they were done and there was nothing else he needed to really worry about until he went to go clean out.
0: Oh, okay. And they just it, trashed it or what?
1: It wasn't necessarily that they trashed it purposely. It just was already trashed. Like, cigarette butts everywhere, mold, all this stuff was just growing. Like, it was, it was <laughs> growing. No, he said it was one of the most disgusting things he has ever had to clean How in his you life. There? Like he there? I don't know. I, we don't even know if the guy. i have uh, a He did.
0: Thank you. You're
1: very welcome.
0: Oh, that looks good. There goes nothing. Some, some good coffee right there. She kept saying cortadito, but it's like if you looked at the spelling, it's like there's no like, what dito in there. <laughs> trying to be Spanish, but we're not. Yeah. Porta Dita would be like a mini one, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's already a, pretty mini. <laughs> I mean, it's still a
1: decently sized cup, though, I, I'd say. It's
0: pretty good. try some.
1: No, nah, I'm good. Thank you. If I'm going to get some coffee, I'll get my own. Don't worry.
0: I came from Java. <laughs> In Hyde Park.
1: I uh, I thought I saw an Instagram yeah. post already, <laughs> already this morning with your coffee addiction. Yep.
0: Uh, present. Mm. Kind of tastes like a latte, though, to be honest. But I'm not a, not an expert.
1: You're not a connoisseur. I'm you not. Just, I just you just enjoy coffee.
0: Yeah, I'm a dumb consumer, <laughs> brainless. Wow. Well, I'd really love to talk to your dad about what that experience was like for him.
1: I mean, maybe. I don't know if that's gonna happen anytime soon.
0: Fair enough. But yeah that's cool like I'm just so interested now in like trying to be the owner mm-hmm. or the creator of something versus like trying to talk someone else into like hiring me for this or that you know so I just think when it's your own thing it's you just, you more just, exciting it's it's uh well, it can be more exciting motivating. and but
1: it, it can also be more stressful yeah for sure that's, well,
0: that's the issue you're the last line of defense
1: yeah exactly <laughs> And I mean, not if you have employees, they don't necessarily get it. They don't don't get get it when (laughs) you walk around and you see money basically hemorrhaging because people aren't doing things the right way. And I mean, I think in all of my time working for them, only one employee ever said that. Said that they understood why my parents would... Do the things they do. Do the or, things that they do, or get mad when they would get mad about certain things.
0: And is there like a particular thing that, like, waitresses so, or cooks? Well, so
1: it's like cooks. It's always about ma- managing what you have, like managing the food and foodstuffs that you have. Um, and, if yeah. what one thing I remember us getting very anal about was, um, sauces. Barbecue sauce, in particular, was one of the incidents where we had sauce three of these giant jugs of barbecue sauce, uh-huh. and, like, we, and, like, we're only supposed to have, like, some of them for backups, but every single one of them was open for some reason. Uh, and we didn't so it's going bad. And like it's going time. bad because we're not going through the first one and going through the order, essentially. Yeah. Because it, it's the same thing as a grocery store. They put their the, the, the milk that's going to expire fastest in front and you're supposed to take that one. Right. Like, that's the thing. And the, and and nobody would ever take responsibility. Like that's the other thing is we'd be on, we'd always blame it on like one cook that was more...
0: Careless about that? Yeah. yeah.
1: That, for lack of a better word, careless, Is probably the word I was looking for. Um, More careless about that kind of behavior, I guess. Yeah. And it was always deflect, deflect, deflect. It was always somebody else's issue. Um. Servers, servers are weird, servers, it's like having been one for 10 years, essentially. It's like, you, you need to have the right personality, you need to have the right ethic, I guess, work ethic. And a lot of them, especially in the last two years, they don't. They didn't.
0: Rather, how do you um, think that is? You think it's just the person? You think it's age? I think, age? It's, I think, think it's... it's the person.
1: I think it's the age. I think it's the time that we live in. Wow. There's, there's so many things factoring into that because there. One thing I've been noticing a lot is servers are getting a lot more vocal and not in the way that I would like. (laughs) Like, let me explain this a little bit better. Um, So when you go out to eat and you're sitting down, you're the customer. Like right now. Yeah. Do you want to hear these girls or these servers, whoever's serving us right now, back screaming at the cook bloody murder or the cook screaming at the server (laughs) bloody murder do Do you want to hear about their money problems do you want to hear about all those things do you want to hear about all the drama of their workplace do you want to hear that
0: I want everything to be perfect for this hour while I'm sitting
1: well I'm not necessarily saying it needs to be perfect but I'm saying for one thing do you think it's professional when you're hearing that kind of stuff
0: I think uh, complaining almost in any capacity is bad if you're in a professional setting. Mm
1: -hmm. Even if it's not necessarily a high-scale restaurant?
0: Yeah, I think literally, let's say you and I are working on something together, Mm -hmm. and we're working with some other dude, um, and he's screwing up. It's like, I think it's not a good look for me to complain to you or vice versa about their performance we Mm -hmm. might need to say hey like this guy's not getting it done let's make a decision Mm -hmm. but just like complaining no yeah people don't respond well to complaining and it's just almost useless there's a time and place for venting like to your mom or whatever to your spouse like
1: yeah to people who care essentially or like people who are interested in like hearing that yeah because, like, there is a time and place where I want to hear people's complaints, but not in a work setting. Most of the time in a work setting, it immediately makes me think that you... Right. It's a don't bad look. Be, it's it, a, it's bad a bad look. look. It, it immediately makes me think, okay, you need to go. I'm sorry. Because, like... You, you can't, need to be fired. You No, it's not even that. It's just, like, can you go home? Like, rethink it. And, like, if you continue, sure. I'm never, like, right. one to say fire you immediately I have always been somebody yeah. who gives people the benefit of the doubt because I mean when I started serving I was terrible and not necessarily in the sense that I would complain but in the sense that I was just bad at it I was like really bad just with one of, one orders of
0: my orders or you you think just every people everything in general I life. just
1: needed to learn how to do it better yeah I mean one of my regular customers who like they love me now but they told me a story. (laughs) They told me a story, like, straight up. They think it was my first week. And they remembered that, like, my first week, they were in there having breakfast, and I just was so not paying attention to so many little things that you're supposed to pay attention. And he straight up said to me that his he said this to his wife that if that little guy doesn't come back with that pot of coffee i swear to god i'm gonna kick him <laughs> oh, like
0: that little guy <laughs>
1: well i was 15 at the time yeah. so yeah wow.
0: long time it's ago. like
1: that was so long ago well
0: 10 years when did you start working
1: then? uh technically 2000 in march of 2009.
0: Wow. That's crazy. So, so I've been 14.
1: serving, bartending, all this stuff. Or fifteen. Yeah, since about that Half time. A clam cup? Uh, oh, sorry. How
2: about Larry's breakfast? Right here. And
1: then I have over
2: here. And then you so much.
1: Here the for you. Perfect. Thank you. This, so yeah, I've been doing this for about over ten years now.
0: That's cool. Do you feel like? Now having worked in that area for such a period of time and having parents obviously who are the owners, do you feel like you have a good sense of how to run those things or I wouldn't
1: say I have the best sense on how to run everything. Cause I mean that was that was the hardest aspect for me was the managing portion. Yeah. And I can't tell if that had to do with me as a person or the crew I was working with. Because the crew I was working with sometimes they are just a little unruly. Yeah. And I just don't think I had the temperament to work with that or try and bring that bring that into I don't know bring that to heel essentially
0: it can be tough like the thing that scares me most about that sort of situation would be like needing to play the bad guy at some point like I just really want to be liked by everyone and that's just not always possible
1: like I felt that more so towards certain people and then there were other people where i wouldn't you didn't mind me. as much <laughs> i didn't care if they hated me yeah. because i hated them I see. and like that's just me being honest
0: that stuff if you hate people that you work with you gotta see every day
1: yeah like just so much so that you like beg the schedule maker to change stagger what stagger
0: the, the schedules so that you never see them
1: exactly And that was far easier to happen when you're not a manager. Yeah. Because you're covering such a larger period of time when you're the manager. Oh, yeah. When you're just a server or a bartender or even a cook or dishwasher, you're there for such a shorter amount of time.
0: And I remember Dan coming in at like 3 o'clock, 2.30 or whatever, Mm -hmm. just like... I don't think his shift technically started till 4 or whatever. No. But, yeah. And then he's there till midnight.
1: Yeah, because depending on how the dishwasher does, and I
0: mean, I don't remember how you were. Other accounting stuff. I was terrible at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I was <laughs> better.
1: <laughs> but Dan's biggest issue recently has just been finding good help, finding dishwashers who can actually, like, be quick.
0: Yeah, do you think um, there's something that, something really useful to look for in a person who can learn to be really quick or learn to be really good? Or perhaps there, maybe you have an idea about what sort of incentives that management can offer an employee to boost that one's hard because, because dish dishwashing is
1: it's not necessarily that it's a hard job it's a thankless
0: job yeah it's pretty gross too
1: it's gross and I mean that was one of my biggest issues whenever I would do dishes is I just already have an issue with touching stuff that people have been
0: basically eating off of yeah even as a server, you don't like grabbing the dirty plates.
1: I mean, I can deal with that more so, because I'm not having to clean the plates. I just have to grab them, there's no biggie. But it's when you actually have to start,
0: like even with gloves on, just like, yeah. it's gross. I don't like it. I remember, uh, I, I eventually got over it, because I was doing it like five days a week for a while. Yeah, in and the beginning I got it's like, it too, in order to be fast, you need to not be thinking about that at all, you know, you need to just go.
1: Well, then you also kind of need to get to the point where you're not worried about breaking it because, like, there's a certain speed where you're doing it so quickly and carefully, like, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense because he gets so proficient at it that you're not even
0: breaking anything. Yeah. It's kinda cool, huh? So even with such a basic job as dishwashing, there's like there's a lot little tricks there's you little, learn, yeah. There's little things you learn. So But I couldn't tell yeah. you like
1: what I think there would be an incentive for it's just hard. It's so hard to get people to actually stick with it too. Like you have people like dave where it's like he's content he's content to be right there he doesn't exactly have the ability to do anything else and that's not like a bad thing against him that's just a a fact of his abilities he can't read tickets so he's not gonna cook
0: yeah is he a good employee ish yes gets it done mm mm-hmm. gets it done gets it done
1: gets a little too cranky with the other co-workers sometimes he likes to act like he's a bigger deal than he is <laughs> actually decent time chowder
0: good what's on top there just little like cracker type things
1: crouton biscuits something like that
0: nice yeah see that's the thing where that's why I'd like to talk to your dad is cause and your mom I mean I don't really know what their responsibilities were but just like what they learned from
2: managing people mm-hmm. being over people
0: how to, how they hire people um, and finding out that he had tenants also like did did he just buy that property like because this was a while ago I mean right? that was forever like, ago 15, 20 years ago right well AJ's was 20 years ago like almost to
1: the day if I recall the Joe's building he probably bought I want to say probably around the same time as Copper. Joe's yeah it's what we called it like because it was originally the rattlesnake station was what it was called out in Mount Home, what and then see? one of the people he rented it out to or like leased it out to opened up Joe's was what it was called
0: Open? what do you mean they opened up Joe's like
1: essentially they had this building that they weren't using to make their own restaurant so they leased it out to people to do
0: their see. own thing. I see,
1: So, it was, So it was called Joe's for a time. Cool. And so was, that's on
0: top of the laundromat so, plus apartments? So
1: essentially my dad owned like four pieces of property besides like his homes.
0: How did he afford those? <laughs> Loans. Oh really?
1: Yeah. Dang. It wasn't like you bought these outright. Like well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, most of this stuff was loans.
0: I was just a dumb kid, still am, you know. Like back then, like I don't, I don't <laughs> know how people had like. As far as I knew, like people just own people stuff just forever, you know? Yeah, like that's awesome. So he's kind of like your parents are kind of just like investors, really. Yes. Yeah, I just think that's so like for wealth creation you know absolutely And yeah it's like a lot of headache and I'm sure they could tell me and I'm sure they've told you but uh you think they would take it back like you think they would go a different path if
1: I'm not the right person to answer that yeah I think that they say they would sometimes, but then when they look at the opportunities that they've had because of it, I don't think they would have it any other way, truly. That's good. So.
0: What do you, uh, do you have any ideas for long-term work or?
1: Not currently, No.
0: What would you say has been like your main focus recently? Just could be literally anything like cat or I don't know.
1: Mostly video games cat and bartending. Yeah. That's about it. Like it's really hard for me to get into anything else right now. Like I would also say maybe D&D, but like that was only one day. That was only one day a week and ever since my dungeon master went to uh, Morocco like he moved to Morocco he's he going to be the, there. he's wow. going
0: to be there for 2 years he's with the peace corps all right that's a way to shut things down real quick
1: <laughs> which i mean i'm not not to say i won't you know still do it with the other guys sure
0: got to find a new dm
1: not necessarily um, we already have like another guy who does does things It's just his style's way different than the other guys, and his style was one that I kind of disliked for a time, and like, he knows that, or like, we we all kind of had, like, our chats about things.
0: Yeah. The Indy is like a pretty cooperative pastime, you know? It's definitely meant to be.
1: Yeah.
2: Blooming. How was the soup?
1: It was fantastic.
2: Get you some more water.
1: Uh, Yes, Um, please. It's meant to be. D&D is meant to be this cooperative thing. And sometimes it can be
0: the most uncooperative thing. (laughs) Have your... uh... Parents tried to um, talk you into like investing in a restaurant or something like oh, that. Oh gosh, no. No. They're no, like no. <laughs> no, they, they've <laughs> they don't, don't do it.
1: <laughs> do they've essentially told me get as far away
0: as possible at this point. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean there's multiple reasons for
0: that though. Even though it seems like AJ's has worked out so well. Yeah,
1: AJ's yeah. has worked out so well, but But he's gotta focus on the bigger picture.
0: Tell me about that. What's the bigger picture?
1: Small businesses are going to be the, a thing of the past eventually. If minimum wage laws actually gets get passed the way that yeah. people want them to be passed, it's like... It's either you're going to have to start paying $20 for your hamburger at a family diner, or that diner's going to not exist anymore.
0: Automation. Mm-hmm. I saw... I went to McDonald's, like, recently... And I'm just sitting at like the second window and the drink, my drink was made completely it was completely automated. Like the cup dropped down. So and I slid over to the ice. See I haven't even seen that. Yeah. I was like, no way. So that like small job Thank you. is now gone.
1: Oh well, it's the same thing as like some of them now have those touch screen. Like orders yeah, and like, literally, every McDonald's, like yeah. literally the only thing that the cashier does at this point is just bring you your food if you're eating in. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's true. And I'm not saying you know I'm necessarily against automation, but it's like when when you have all of this push for minimum wage to be raised then corporations like McDonald's are going to get rid of the minimum wage workers because it's just not worth it to pay them and you can have a machine that you don't need to pay until eventually Skynet takes over and then you have to actually start paying robots (laughs) for whatever robots
0: are sent yeah yeah see I
1: but that's that's future America's problem I'm trying to
0: think of that as more like an opportunity like okay well like business is always changing, right? Like, yeah. what can I do to be one step ahead? And, like, that's tough, like, to be able to have the creativity and, like, forward well, thinking to be able to... Well, you just to
1: always try and stay afloat. Yeah.
0: But I wonder, like, because franchising is huge, right? Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if franchising is, like, a pretty good opportunity, right? Like, you Maybe. may not want to run, like, a new restaurant, like a new Copper Kitchen or a new AJ's, but maybe it's like insanely profitable to run like a new like see, eagle chick-fil-a or and something see,
1: i don't know about that because you would think with like some franchises they're too big to fail and with other ones but they're too small to bring here to succeed because like so you know that pizza hut we used to go to over off of um of capital yeah like, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone, and I thought that that was a very good location for a place like that.
0: Right by a college.
1: Yeah, it's right by a college. It's by all these apartments that just went up around it. Yeah. And somehow it went out of business, and I don't know the full logistics, but that if if it's for any reason other than it wasn't making money, I'd be surprised. Or like,
0: I yeah. Know. It's money, dude, for sure. It's got to be. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, like, the owner died or something, and, like, the family's like, we do not want to run this pizza hut. But it's probably money.
1: And... I don't know. Like, even franchising, I just feel like that's not necessarily the way to go. I mean, I'm no expert. I I don't talk to my parents much about this just because I don't necessarily have the intention to be in restaurants
0: my whole life yeah i mean it's not my first thing i'm excited about but it's a cool like i I just am interested in business now it's like that's a very prominent um type of business it's just like restaurants and people eat at restaurants constantly
1: yeah people are always going to eat yeah so restaurants will always exist but will they exist in the same capacity that they no they won't no it's changing slowly it's changing it's sometimes fast sometimes slow it just yeah. depends on what we're talking about <clears throat>
0: that's true um
1: but anyway kind of back to what I was talking about with minimum wage laws going up like owning a family restaurant like Copper Kitchen is cause I mean I thought about buying it
0: from them I did
1: and that was one of the main reasons that they said no because eventually even Idaho will succumb to it, I'm sure of it. That minimum wage will be raised to $15 and places like Copper Kitchen will go bye-bye.
0: Or it's gotta change. See I think of it like, well, how can we like improve it or you know like adapt. But it is tough. Like you
1: can't, you can't adapt with the current people that are there,
0: though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the employees really, I think, should be looked at as like a certain type of uh, a certain type of asset, and if it is no longer sort of improving the business and, you know, giving you what you need, and it's really a liability, you're out of there, you know, like, and unfortunately, like, yeah, it, it sounds like, especially if you're going into serving or you need to find good waitresses, like, yeah. that's gotta be tough because people are just, yeah. people in that position are just not invested in the bigger picture. No, And not. being able to communicate your vision and your passion and your desire for what the business could be as someone at the top to someone at the bottom is just really hard. Like, so that's what, I mean, you could do straightforward things like offer offer stock like as part of payments, but that's just not feasible for like a small, not, like not copper a ki- small you can't buy to- Copper Kitchen stock. No. For, some of the... Yeah, if it became, like,
1: an actual, like, big thing, then sure, yeah, but...
0: but it's like, how do you intertwine your outcomes so that your success is your lowest employee's success? Uh, hmm I don't... And it's it's not obvious... No. ...how you do that. No. Especially not for, like... Um, yeah. Small businesses like that. Can't and even then, like, something like stock, like, I have... My friend Chase works at Micron. Part of his, I think, payment or preps... He just gets this in bonuses, but he gets Micron stock. But it's like, how much is that really impacting whether he chooses to work hard or not? You know? It's like... That too. He probably... He's, like, he's such a small part of the whole corporation that his productivity is not going to impact the stock going up or down which would even then be a minor impact on his money because
1: you know especially nowadays with like i don't know because then you have to feed into social trends as a whole because it's like if if my you mean as a business sort of not not necessarily um I'm just talking about like trends that I've seen in the past two years. You get you get outrage culture sometimes where such and such corporation is involved in such thing and all of a sudden everybody loses their minds and the stock dips. Yeah. So like if a if a big enough controversy happens or if somebody really wants to take down the stock of a small, like let's say this becomes a reality of a small business, it, it, it would be kind of like the the um, bakery, that one bakery
0: that oh, they like refused the Christian bakery. The Christian or bakery. Yeah, so you're saying like it'd be so fragile, basically. It's, it'd that, be such a
1: fragile yeah. ecosystem if they actually small businesses started to, to do stocks. Because as soon as somebody doesn't like you or finds a reason. Would
2: you guys like me to cash out?
1: Uh, yes, please. Are we together or separate? Separate.
2: Separate. Alright. So yours is 1330
0: and yours is 1802. Okay. You can do it right here. Yep. That's awesome. Why is it called Toast? I don't
2: know. I think that's just the company. Yeah. Weird. 1302.
0: You should start a tech company and name it Bread. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you can do.
2: I wonder why. I'm not gonna ask them.
0: Yeah. Let me know if or you, ask you find out.
2: Manager. Okay. Well. All right. Well, you Thank guys you. have a great rest of
1: your day. You too. But anyway, back to it, it's like, as soon as somebody finds a reason to want to shut you down, like, they can do some harm to you.
0: They can. Again, I think, I'm, right now, I'm in the mindset, it's like, how can I turn this bad thing into an opportunity? No, for sure. You know, it's like, with the Chick-fil-A thing, for example, mm-hmm. it's like anti I mean? chick-fil-a protest or they whatever and really then they just have like chick-fil-a bigger. huge sales ever. on like yeah whatever the next day like, like
1: things like that have had the absolute opposite effect and like I get that but that's not always the case true unfortunately
0: it's about marketing and perception and it's really fascinating any good books recently or uh so i was
1: um reading i can't remember the exact title but it was a um historical book on um differences between uh alexander hamilton and thomas jefferson and just like how their rivalry helped found early america or like helped with like a lot of their ideas are things that we're probably still debating to this day and, I mean, I only got a little bit into it, and it was kind of still just the intro of, like, here's what Alex Alexander Hamilton's life was at the beginning. Here's what Jefferson's life was at the beginning. And it was fascinating. I mean, I find... I've been, was I've
0: Hamilton, been, like, a big critic of Jefferson? Oh, or? Jefferson
1: and Hamilton were uh, notorious... For hating each other, oh, okay. like absolutely that's despised cool. each other. The only time that Hamilton ever like went to bat for Jefferson was in the election of 1800, that's some, which essentially that's a big deal well, no, presidency. Big, well, yeah, it was a big deal, but it was because it was either Jefferson or Aaron Burr oh, okay.
0: for way president.
1: Worse. Which, in Hamilton's mind, yes, Aaron Burr was way worse. So, he. Not to say that it affected the election as much as like some things will try and say it did, um, but but he came out in support of Jefferson over Byrne.
0: Thank, but no, they they hated each other. Is it just ideological then? Is it like ideological?
1: Um, Hamilton was a big mm. proponent of big federal government, and then obviously oh, Jefferson okay. was more of a small government fan, but also that that led into his, you know I'm, I'm, I'm speculating a little bit more based on what I recall, but that led more into his desire for like slavery to still be a thing, and a bunch of these other systems to be a thing, and he also just felt like Hamilton was basically betraying America, after they had just already won independence from another overseeing
0: government. Small government used to be so popular with politicians back then. It really did, (laughs) because
1: because it was one of those things where it's just hands off of everything. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that you know that's a bad thing, but I one one of the things I admire about Hamilton, especially now that I've learned so much more about him, is. He got things done, and this is a man who came from nothing, and he had ambition. And I wonder what America would look like if he had lived longer than he did.
0: Did he die young?
1: Oh, he died way young. He he was like the one who
0: forty something or what?
1: Uh, I want to say forty something, maybe like early fifties. But he he and Aaron Burr famously got into a duel, and he didn't shoot. And Aaron Burr shot him. Oh, dang.
0: But he lived. Or he died? He from died? That? No, he wow. died. Wow, he died from a duel, dang. Uh, I mean, back
1: then, medicine was nowhere yeah. near what it was. I mean, this, I feel like this was
0: 1804. Didn't Alexander Jackson, like. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, he... like. I'm retarded, sorry. That's okay. Um, didn't he, like, have multiple duels and get shot and then I'm sure kill that, the guy? And... I'm sure that he did. He's quite robust. No, I mean it's not
1: to say that by that time because, I mean, Jackson was after Hamilton like a few years
0: after Hamilton. Um, You know your stuff. I don't know the timelines of any of this.
1: I don't remember the exact timelines of everything but I know that Jackson was a few years after Hamilton because, I mean, he was a general in the War of 1812. General or something high up like that. And then, obviously, he eventually became president and, I mean... He famously was one of the ones who, it was after his loss, and then eventually he did become president, but he eventually made it so that if if the majority of votes were for one person in a state, all of the electoral college votes oh, okay, went yeah. to him. So he was one of the five or six now, because of President Trump, I believe, that lost the popular vote, or won the popular vote, but lost, lost the, the electoral college.
0: I see. Yeah. That's kind of a big, that's that's always an off and on, like, political topic. It is. Electoral college. Because a lot of people are not down with it anymore.
1: I am so down for it.
0: How are you? You're down with the sickness?
1: I am down with that sickness, and <laughs> it's so funny because I, I thought I hated it when um, Obama won his second term. But, like, honestly, like...
0: Yeah. It, Obama seems like a lifetime ago at this point. It
1: really does. It really does.
0: Because,
1: <laughs> yeah, the last three years have gone by so quickly. Um, yeah. But I, I think that it's... I think it's necessary. But anyway, so <laughs> Back to... I was reading that book on Jefferson and Hamilton, and I, I just find it fascinating. Because, cool. yeah, I, I've been getting really invested in learning about Ableton. early America oh,
0: okay. early
1: America and how we were founded and just the miraculous almost way we were founded because there was no way we honestly should have even started in the first place and I just feel like the chain of events honestly
0: we did it <laughs> I mean yeah. we did we made it see how much longer we can last. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I... uh, I've realized I really like viewing history through the lens of like, one dude's like, genius or psychological like, tricks or like big names in history where it's like, oh, they did this thing to accomplish this and it's like a long game there seems to be all these figures who no, and that's, are just like that's oh, why yeah, I, the king of this blah and they conquered this. But there's like all this no, political I I would
1: cool. yeah, I would say I would absolutely recommend you go and read about Hamilton because Hamilton's one of those people where he was literally a bastard. He was he was born in the Caribbean, he had nothing to his name, um, he was an orphan by the age of like fourteen. Um
0: how did he do it then? Like, what did So, he what do?
1: happened... So, here's the really cool thing. Is, I think he was 17 at the time it happened. A hurricane came, destroyed his island, essentially. Yeah. And, I mean, back then, I'm sure it was even, like, worse when a hurricane came through. Because it would take you, like, another 10 years to rebuild. And, by that time, another hurricane's yeah. already come through.
0: a oh, good luck. Anyway.
1: But, so, <laughs> essentially... And he was a great orator, or rather, writer. Um, and he wrote a story, or a description. And it was like this really, really intense description of like what he saw in the aftermath. And people were just astonished, because they So got, he
0: published that, or...?
1: It got published in the local paper. Okay. And people were like, immediately astonished at like oh my gosh like look at this kid like look at how well he writes like we should you know raise some money to send him to the mainland so he can get a good education oh really yeah and so like they literally like the town the island raised funds to send him to new york oh dang and so that that's where (laughs) he went to
0: school in new york yeah
1: he went to king's college in new york uh which eventually became columbia college if i recall um and then, yeah, from there he joined the revolution, he became and I mean he he was writing for in favor of the revolution before we even technically fully got into it, because I mean, you had all the rumblings of it, you know, the shot heard around the world in seventeen seventy three but by seventeen seventy six he was fully in, so um, is he just
0: like. Kind of an outspoken voice, or he was an he's outspoken like voice, but getting also people like together, he was smart or an and organizer,
1: people, and people knew he was smart. and That's why George Washington basically made him his right hand man. He was like oh, really? his, like, wow. he was basically in charge of like helping Washington write letters and like get all these things during the war. Um, they had a little bit of a falling out before the end, um, but he brought him back for um, the Battle of Yorktown because Hamilton was also fluent in French. Okay. And so he helped
0: with... He made himself indispensable.
1: Like, straight up. Yeah. That is a lyric from the Broadway musical. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, there's, nice. like, straight up a lyric <laughs> it. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Um, but so he was there on the front lines with Lafayette, the French... Or basically our French liaison. Okay. Um, and uh, they helped storm the the... The burrows, the trenches, I, I don't remember, that the British had basically dug in front of Yorktown. And by taking one of the berms, it essentially helped us like get even closer to them, and we were firing on the city for a little bit until Cornwallis eventually surrendered. So he was Dang. imperative in that. When everybody was sitting down for helping with writing of the Constitution, he he helped with his own ideas of like what the new government should look like and then when the constitution was in the process of being ratified he teamed up with James Madison who would later be a president and John Jay and they wrote the federalist papers which okay. were defending the constitution and he was famous for
0: they were so only he wrote a bunch of those so then. yeah
1: so and here's the thing he was famous for this as well, because they were only supposed to do 25 essays split among the three of them. And in the end, they wrote 85. And John Jay only wrote five, James Madison wrote 29, and Hamilton wrote 51 of these Dang. essays. Wow. And it was over a period of six months. Wow. So, like, the dude knew how to write, yeah. and he knew how to defend things in a certain way, how to be
0: persuasive,
1: how to be very persuasive. Um,
0: so is there like, what do you feel like? Like, is there something he did that you feel like, oh, I should do this, or like? Okay. No. I mean,
1: n- none of the things that he did would I be like, oh yeah, I can totally do that. I'm not gonna go and start a,
0: a new- well, I mean, not a revolution or anything, but well, like. No, because he as far also like he helped start America's
1: bank. He's the oh, reason really? Wall Street exists. Wow. Like, the treasury, all of that stuff would not exist if it weren't for Hamilton. Like, I was getting there, but... Okay. Like, that's what I was going to say. I'm not going to start, like, a bank for a new country.
0: Well, sure, but... I mean, like... How can you steal some of his mojo, you know? I'd have to be a lot more learned. Like, that's, that's
1: one thing. I'd have to be more learned in a lot more subjects. What would you have to learn? Well, I'm not necessarily saying I'd learn the exact same things as him. Right. But like, I just feel like I'd need to learn Holy how. Oh, peen. Oh my goodness, those brakes. <laughs> yeah. It was like super quiet here for a little bit, even with the cars going by, and now like it's ruined. It's ruined by brake checks, yeah. dude. That is so squeaky. Anyway. I mean, one thing I would, I would say I need to learn to speak better, write better, present arguments better. Cause I'm I'm not one of those people. I I try to argue cases for things, but I'm not good at it. I'm not good at making a, a clear, logical through line, and I get I, I get see. too emotional about it rather than staying on the logical course to
0: win the conclusion or,
1: or get to that oh. conclusion,
2: you
0: know? Oh. You never took a philosophy class, did you? In uh, college? I
1: took a political philosophy class, and I struggled with it a lot.
0: Not necessarily... Was it a philosophy class or was it a political no, science it was class? A...
1: Well, it was political philosophy was the title of the right. class. But it was technically, yeah, polycyclus.
0: Okay. So it didn't go over, like, valid argument forms.
1: I wouldn't say so, no. And, I mean, maybe it did. And it's I more was more like
0: just... argument, political argument through prose. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's two things there, it's like, one, it's important to, yeah, have the valid arguments down and, like, have a clear, like, structure, Mm -hmm. but then also, like, a lot of it just comes down to, yeah, speaking and, like, generally just having, like, a persuasive way about you versus, like, just, like, nitpicking and arguing, writing something down, it's, like, maybe a good argument, but if it's not convincing, then what's the point? That's something I've been trying to get back into, because, like, you know, I spent four like, the years hardest, in college. The hardest thing is
1: is because I, I'm too tied to my ideals, and, like, when it came time for the final paper for that class, like, I did okay. I got a passing grade, but, I mean, he tore apart, it, like, my idea. Because after we learn about all these different political philosophers, essentially... He wanted our final project to be. We take, like, a combination of them and, like, think, which of these would mix together to make the most ideal society or or system. And, like, I obviously went with things that... It's a big ask. (laughs) It is a big ask because it was so hard for me to... when you start mixing together these different philosophies, it's hard to understand what attacks would come against it. Cause I mean, you can't know what exactly is going to be the new attack. On-
0: Thanks for listening to episode seven of inside Kevin C. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you have any thoughts on the podcast or the topics we discussed, don't be shy and feel free to send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, that's about it. Hope you have a good day. Bye.